Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. to the CRNA Club podcast, where we talk all things CRNA. As a practicing CRNA, I'm sharing everything I wish I knew when I was applying to CRNA school. I'm Sachi, your host and number one fan. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Today, I want to talk to you about my story. I realized I never really shared like my journey to becoming a CRNA. So I was like, this would be a perfect topic to chat about. So even though I feel like I talk about it all the time, it's like little bits and pieces I never really shared like from start to finish. So that is what I wanted to talk to you about today. So I am a practicing CRNA. Hi, Sachi. Um, born and raised in Hawaii. And that's where I live now. And I, of course, didn't always live here all CRNA, there's no CRNA programs in Hawaii. So I had to move away. But anyway, we'll get there. So I grew up here in Hawaii. I went to nursing school at Hawaii Pacific University. It's a, a college here. And I got my BSN at HPU. And I remember the day I graduated, I was like, nursing school was so hard. I was like, I am never going back to school. Like I am done. Ha ha. Like Within two years, I was ready to go back to school. But anyway, when I graduated with my nursing degree, I wanted to work in the ICU. I knew I liked critical care. So I applied to new grad residency programs and there were none in Hawaii. They were all on the mainland because we didn't have any, like all the couple of hospitals here did not have ICU. Cost a lot of money to train ICU new graduates. So there weren't any ICU new graduate programs at the time. So I applied to new grad residency programs at a ton of different hospitals across the country. And UCLA, they were the only one that got back to me. It was like serendipitous. So I flew to UCLA, flew to LA, interviewed, got placed in the MICU. I had to like rank my top three choices and I did like MICU, SICU, and like neuro ICU. So I got MICU and I started working there. I moved to LA, packed up all my stuff. I was 20 years old. 
I had never lived away from like away from Hawaii. Okay, I had an apartment like away from my parents, but that was like my first experience <laughs> living on my own. So I moved to LA at 20 years old, broke up with my boyfriend at the time. I was like so devastated, but anyway, it's all good. But it was just such a transitional period for me. And as a new ICU nurse, it was a lot. And I think working, like your first nursing job is a lot in general. And I feel like when you graduate nursing school, you are prepared, but at the same time, like it's so much on the job training, right? So I did this long ICU residency program. We did classes and training. And I know that's not what people are getting now with all the nursing shortages, which is crazy to be like thrown into the ICU without a substantial amount of training, but that is a topic for a different day. But anyway, so I worked in the medical ICU and we took care of like cystic fibrosis patients, pulmonary fibrosis. We had um, lung transplant candidates. And then of course, kind of your general MICU population, sepsis, multi-organ failure. And UCLA was a great place to work. It's awesome working at a large teaching institution because you get exposed to so many different technologies and research is always going around. You're always like on the cutting edge of learning what people are doing next. And I thought that was just so cool. Now I'm at a smaller hospital and we're not like a big research institution. And I miss that. I miss that academia of like a big level one trauma teaching institution. But anyway, I digress. So when I was working in the MICU, it was you know, I was working with phase active drips, CRRT, you know, all my patients were vented and sedated and had multiple pathophysiologies going on, really sick patients. And I learned so much. And at the same time, I started to get a little bit burnt out. I felt like I'm really, I it, I take it home with me. Like when my patients are sick. I really like feel for them and their families. And I had, I had a hard time separating like work and then like bringing it home with me. And over the years, I've gotten better at it, but I still like really deeply feel what other people are feeling. And it was a little depressing for me working in the MICU. Now, in retrospect, I probably would have done just fine if I switched units, worked labor and delivery, or tried a different ICU or something like that. But at the time, I was like, no, I'm, I want to go back to school. And I had no idea what a CRNA was, mind you, when I had started in the ICU. I didn't go and become an ICU nurse to become a CRNA. I wanted to become an ICU nurse. So a couple of my coworkers who had been there longer than me, they were like like studying for things and like doing stuff. And like, kind of, oh, you know, on night shift, you're like, what are you, lo- like, what are you looking at? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm getting ready to take my GRE or I'm getting ready to take my CCRN because I want to apply to CRNA school. I'm like, what? What is, what is CRNA school and why do you want to apply to, like, why do you want to leave UCLA Medical Center's ICU? This is like the best place ever. And they were like, no, I want to go and be, you know, an I, uh, CRNA and um, go back to school. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I don't really know what that is. And then, you know, fast forward to, a couple of weeks later, my patient, of course, self-extubates themselves. I look over at the person intubating my patient and I'm like, CRNA. Oh, okay. Like I always assumed that those were intensivists or like anesthesiologists. I was always so nervous getting like everything ready for them to intubate. And like my patient is just self-extubated. So like I was all frazzled and nervous because I know they were going to ask me to push drugs that I was like not really comfortable pushing and I didn't really know about. So I was always more nervous, not really paying attention to like who that person was coming to save the day. Anyway, I glance up, I'm like, oh, CRNA, like this is what my 
coworker was talking about. So then I naturally got interested in that as well, and I wanted to shadow. So I reached out to the anesthesia department in my hospital, and they're like, yes, we get requests for shadowing CRNAs all the time. We'll set you up with time and date. So the person I got paired with was from Hawaii, like surprisingly small world, lived like less than 30 minutes apart. It's an island. Okay, like... (laughs) Everybody lives 30 minutes apart. But anyway, the point is, he was from Hawaii too. And we actually kind of knew the same people. So he, I think we had that connection and he decided to like take me under his wing and mentor me and help me get my resume ready and get my ducks in a row. And he really guided me throughout the process of, okay, these are, if you want to get into CRNA school, listen up, these are the things you got to do. And I am forever grateful for him because I don't know, I would not have gone in without his help. And We still talk to this day. So after I shadowed him and he kind of said, okay, these are the next steps you're going to take, I decided to start applying to schools. And I applied when I had about a a little over a year, about a year and a half's worth of ICU experience. And I also got involved in like a research project on my unit. I did, I was not a charge nurse or a preceptor. However, I did like unit-based committees and I did a unit project as well and volunteer experience and took extra science classes to try to boost my science GPA. But anyway, so I decided to apply to five CRNA schools and I got interviews at all of them and I interviewed at two I declined to interview at the other ones because those weren't my first choices and I already knew that I had gone into one school. So I ended up going to school at Georgetown on the East Coast, which was a phenomenal school. But anyway, so I moved across the country and that was such an experience for me coming from Hawaii, coming from an island. I was kind of tired of LA at that point. Like people in Hawaii are very laid back and to move to LA where people are not really laid back, that was kind of a culture shock. And then for everything to be, it was just so different. And I I knew that eventually I wanted to end up back in Hawaii. That's where my parents are. I'm an only child. I knew I wanted to come back to Hawaii. So I thought, you know what? This is the time in my life to spread my wings and explore. When am I going to ever live on the East Coast again? Like, yeah, you never know what real life takes you. But really, I was thinking, this is my chance to live on the East Coast. So I applied to all these schools on the East Coast. Ended up going to Georgetown. Great experience there. And after I graduated, I wanted to get a job back in Hawaii. So I reached out to a couple of the hospitals here. I interviewed and ended up where I currently work at an ACT model at a level two um, trauma center. And it's great. I love it. The docs I work with are great. The CRNAs I work with are great. The schedule's great. It's such... The thing that sets this job apart from like other facilities that I've worked at and wrote, well, rotated at. This was my... I took a job here as a new grad, but the culture. It's my job satisfaction at my current position is amazing. The shifts are great. I only have to take a call like once a month and it's pretty benign. Like I don't really get called in that often and you feel so supported. Your my CRNA colleagues are always willing to help everybody, the staff, the operating room nurses. Anyway, I'll start bragging about bragging about my place. I'll stop that. But the the culture is really great is what I'm trying to say. I'm getting lost on a tangent here. But after I graduated from Georgetown, I moved back home to Hawaii, and that is where I am now, and I'm loving it. And we live by the beach. I'm looking at the palm trees right now. It is a beautiful day. It's pretty muggy, but it's nice out. And yeah, it just, going to CRNA school was so hard. 
Getting in was hard, but actually going to school was also extremely hard and stressful. And in the moment, you kind of feel like, you're like, why am I doing this to myself? But future you is going to be thanking you and future me thanks past me for doing (laughs) all that hard work because it's such a temporary pain for like such a long-term like change in your life. Like my job satisfaction is so much better. You know, yeah, I'm still tired after work, but it's not the same like physical exhaustion that I had when I was working 312s, doing like a lot of physical, running back and forth, pushing patients, taking them to MRI, doing procedures at the bedside. Like that's, that is hard work. Yes, as a CRNA, you are also doing a lot of critical thinking and it can be very exhausting, but it's more of that like mental challenge and you're, you know, during a surgery, you're paying attention to a lot of different things, but it's one patient at a time. CRNA school really prepares you for that. That's why it's so rigorous and intense is because a lot could happen during surgery, of course. And you literally have somebody's life in your hands. You know, airway, breathing, circulation, airway, that is the most important thing. And that is our job as a CRNA. So CRNA school is really hard, but it's doable. And, you know, I always have the words of my mentor in the back of my head is pass it forward. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. And that is really what I'm trying to do is to help you and to demystify what the CRNA career path looks like, to demystify what it looks like to be a CRNA, the lifestyle, what it means to work really hard for something and achieve a goal and get in. And some of the students that I work with and some of the, the nurses I work with, you know, this is not their first time applying to CRNA school. They applied in the past and they didn't get in. And the market is more competitive than ever. But also the demand for CRNAs is very high right now. And when I graduated, there weren't very many job places offering loan repayment because like the market, they didn't need to offer that. But now as we have populations aging and people are needing anesthesia for more surgeries and they're getting more procedures done. The demand for the CRNA profession is high. I mean, it's projected to grow by at least 15% in the next couple of years, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So really, if you are thinking about going to CRNA school, now is the perfect time for you. That's pretty much my story. And now I work, technically I'm technically I'm part-time, but I'm going call-in Like before I gave birth, I just had a baby, not like just, but like 10 months ago. She's 10 months now. I was calling. So I was full-time, then I was calling. Then I had the baby and I was like, and then a part-time position to open up. I was like, oh, that sounds so responsible. Maybe I should take this part-time position. And so I took the part-time position. And then I was like, ah, I really love the freedom of working per diem and calling and not having to take call and just being able to take off whenever I want and not having to like compete for vacation time. So then I'm now I'm like back to call in and I'm probably like my manager's worst nightmare worth of paperwork, but she's been really great about it. So anyway, now I am going back to call in soon and that means I don't have to take call and I can just submit whatever hours I want to work that week. If I want to work, you know, six to eight hour shifts one week, I can, or if I want to work 24 hours or if I want to work 32 hours, if I want to work two 16 hour shifts, I can. So it's really great. The hours that you work as a CRNA, they're they're really facility dependent. And at one job, you can take lots of call. Like they might have like call every fourth night or you may take a job that's no call. You may take a job that's at like a surgery center that's just Monday through Friday, seven to three. Or you may work at a place that needs 24-hour coverage and you can work 24-hour shifts. So really, there's a lot of flexibility in becoming a CRNA. Now, fast forward to today, I have founded the CRNA Club and I now have basically a mentorship program and help you get into CRNA school. 
So anyway, that is my story for this week. If you have any questions at all, please shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And if you haven't watched our 30-minute masterclass, Getting Into CRNA School 101, definitely check that out because there are a lot of gems in there. And it's 30 minutes and it gives you just a brief overview, but also a lot of pearls in there that'll really help you out. So go ahead and check that out. And you can sign up for that at thecrnaclub.com. But anyway, I will talk to you again soon.